What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through some of the top trade targets heading into week nine of the NFL season. So players I'm trying to buy low on, either they're coming off of a rough stretch, you know, maybe a rough week eight performance for whatever reason. I think these guys values are very low right now, and they're probably going to jump back up within the next few weeks. So now is the opportunity to go out and acquire these players. If you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below in the comment section. It could be related to trades with these players. It could also be waiver wire, start sits, whatever it is, I will answer it uh, as soon as I possibly can. And if you guys do enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. But let's jump right into my first buy low player, and it is going to be Josh Jacobs. After just going on an absolutely dominant stretch over the last few weeks, Josh Jacobs came back down to earth with this performance with 7.4 fantasy points in a game where the Raiders offense just looked terrible. They were shut out, put up zero points against the Saints. If we're being honest here, like Josh Jacobs in his opportunities really wasn't terrible. 10 carries, 43 yards on the ground, four targets, two receptions, 11 receiving yards. He would just had no chance in this game script with them putting up zero points. I don't think they got past the 50 yard line until like late in the fourth quarter. It was just an overall atrocious game from the Raiders offense. Even after this game, he is still averaging over 20 PPR points per game, sitting at 20.1 points per game. I don't think we should be, you know, really changing our opinions here on Josh Jacobs. I'm pretty sure I had him ranked as my number four running back rest of season, might have been number five. He's really not faltering there. Like, I feel like he's going to be somewhere in that four, five, six range. I think he should still be a locked in mid tier running back one. If someone wants to panic over one down game on Josh Jacobs, I'd be willing to maybe sell high on a guy like Dalvin Cook coming off a big game. Not that I'm super interested in trading away Cook. I just think if someone thinks Cook is going to be better rest of season, I'd rather take the bet on Josh Jacobs. He also has some really solid matchups over the next five weeks. So his next five opponents, he doesn't have one negative matchup. They're all either neutral or very positive. So he plays the Jaguars, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, and Chargers. The Chargers, Seahawks, and Jaguars have all been run funnels so far this season. And then the Colts and Broncos are much closer to league average. So he has a nice stretch of games lined up here. I just think this was a weird overall performance for the Raiders. I'm not going to overreact and think, you know, oh, they're falling apart. They're just going to be terrible rest of season. I think Josh Jacobs will bounce back. He is clearly still the workhorse in this offense. And I still think he's a locked in like top six running back rest of season. So if someone's going to panic on him, I'd go after him. And even panicking, I mean like valuing him as an outside the top eight running backs. Like if someone thinks he's just a back end running back one, I would still be willing to go out and trade for him. Now we're actually going to be sticking on the same team in that same game where we have Devontae Adams. And he had an even worse performance than Josh Jacobs. He was targeted five times and turned that into one reception for three receiving yards. And then he had one carry for negative one rushing yards. I mean, this is just a wildly bad performance for Devontae Adams, who just seems to have a super high weekly floor, is incredibly consistent, and obviously can give you some dominant performances. And I think this really just comes down to the illness he was dealing with. He missed multiple practices this week with that sickness. He was questionable coming into this game. You know, he ended up suiting up, but clearly he was not 100%. I mean, just based on the stat line, right? A healthy Devontae Adams is not going to finish a game with three receiving yards and negative one rushing yards. 
I'm not faltering at all with Devontae Adams. I still think he's a locked-in mid-tier wide receiver one, somewhere in that like wide receiver five, six range. If you're sitting here with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins on your roster, I'd be willing to trade D-Hop straight up for Devontae Adams, even though D-Hop has been dominant through two weeks, right? Is he going to be able to continue to do that when Marquise Brown comes back? I'm very confident that Devontae Adams is going to be a locked-in, you know, top 10 definitely, but also has mid to high-end wide receiver one upside rest of season. I think at this point with that game A.J. Brown just came off of, you may be able to get, you know, Adams plus for A.J. Brown. Not that you're going to get a huge piece on top, but maybe you, you know, do A.J. Brown for Devontae Adams, and then you're also getting a minor positional advantage. I'd be playing around with those offers for some of those top wide receivers. It's not super common where you see an offense with like these stud weapons just have such a brutal overall game. So when it does happen, I think it is important to capitalize on it. Now, the next player, we're getting away from the Raiders offense, and we're going to be going over to the Dolphins. And really, there's only like one buy low player here because everyone on that offense just went crazy, except for Raheem Mostert. He finished with 7.7 PPR points. But once again, he continues to dominate the opportunities, 65% snap share, 50% raw participation. He had 70% of the running back or full back carries. This has held constant, you know, basically over like the last five weeks. This is Raheem Mostert's backfield. He is the clear cut running back one moving forward. And this Dolphins offense with Tua has proven that they are a very, very strong unit over that last five game stretch that I've been talking about. When Raheem Mostert has been operating as the number one, he's averaging 15.4 carries per game, 2.8 targets per game. That is the volume on a solid offense that is going to give you locked in mid-tier running back two production. If you can sell high on a guy like Deonta Foreman, you know, who's probably going to be in a committee moving forward when Chuba comes back, you know, sell high on him after a three touchdown game. Maybe you go out, try to package like two fringe startable running backs, like a guy like Tyler Algier and a Brian Robinson. Try to pair two of those guys in that tier for a guy like Mostert, like guys in like the Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray range. Not saying someone's going to bite on that offer, but I do think when we're looking at the overall workload for Raheem Mostert, the overall usage he has had has not matched the production. So I still think there is an opportunity to buy low. And he's also not like a huge established name. So it's not like people, you know, came into the season expecting big things out of Raheem Mostert. Now, moving on to the final buy low, it is going to be Rashad Bateman. And people are probably going to roll their eyes when I say this because I've been pretty high on Rashad Bateman all season long. Um, He's someone that I consistently rank high in my weekly videos, my rest of season videos. I will acknowledge though, this is going to be a trade target for a competing team because right now we just cannot be trusting the health. And he's just been a brutal player to own. There's no way around it. You know, like when I'm uh, recommending him as a start to you guys, trust me, I'm going out there, I'm playing him in my own leagues, and he's going out there, you know, giving me a goose egg on Thursday night football. And he's just been a rough guy to own because when you drafted him, you were feeling really solid about his start to the season. In his first two games, he put up 13.9 and 20.8 PPR points. Then he has an underwhelming week three, but I mean, you can live with that after, you know, a solid week one and week two, you're still feeling good heading into week four. Then he plays only half of football in week four, gets injured. So obviously he doesn't produce that game. Then he misses week five and week six with that injury. He returns in week seven, doesn't have the full workload, but gives you like four for 42 in limited opportunities. Then he's ready to play in week eight. He's active. I'm telling people to start him. I'm starting him. 
and then he is clearly not 100%. He's banged up. He leaves early on in that week eight game and leaves with zero receptions and just an absolute goose egg in people's lineups. So, you know, you may not even have to buy low on him, honestly. I could see people cutting him after, you know, that zero point performance. So if you are in a league where he's going to get dropped, then obviously, you know, you're not going to be spending anything for him. But I think, you know, he could still be someone people are holding on the bottom of their bench. And I think he's someone who can kind of be used as like a toss in on a trade. You know, you're trading one for one. You may think it's a good deal, you know, just with those players originally. But then you just, you know, you just throw out the offer. You know, you want to toss in Rashad Bateman, feel like I'm losing a little bit, you know, just give me a solid bench piece. I think that's the kind of deal that, you know, could bring Rashad Bateman to your team. You're not giving anything of substance. He's more of like an add-in, a plus one to get onto your roster. Because I truly do believe that when he is healthy, I think he's going to be a startable option. He's just had unfortunate injury luck. It happens, you know, you'll have those players where they just can't ever get healthy and you're just not seeing them really live up to their potential. So that's why I think he's a solid option for a playoff team. Because if you're sitting at 500, you know, your record's not great. You're making that push. Rashad Bateman's not going to be doing anything for you sitting on your bench, playing limited, you know, uh, being a banged up asset on your team. So that's why I'm saying this is for a contending roster. If you're a contending team and you can get them, just let them ride your bench. I think when you hit the playoffs, you have injuries happen around him, all of this stuff. I do think he can be a starting option in the fantasy football playoffs and can be a solid depth piece whose price tag is probably going to be really, really low right now. So that's why I'm going after Rashad Bateman. Those are going to be my four buy low targets to run through them again. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, both coming off of rough games with the Raiders. Then Raheem Mostert at the running back position and then Rashad Bateman at wide receiver for a contender. Those are the options. Let me know what you guys think down below. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, I will be answering every single person. If you guys want to see other videos, I've posted my waiver wire targets today. Also going to be posting my sell high players. So go check all those out. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.